Friends, I am so happy to be here. Um, for the month of February, we have been taking a deep dive into one of the ancient teachings of the Buddha called the Lotus Sutra. And I have been sharing with you ideas from this particular book called Peaceful Action, Open Heart by Thich Nhat Hanh. And this is his interpretation of the Lotus Sutra. And one of the things about this particular book, Peaceful Action, Open Heart, is Thich Nhat Hanh reminds us that the Lotus Sutra is divided into three parts, basically. One is this awareness of a physical body, a physical being, the Buddha. And you and me, we have a physical body. We are here in this moment. We, like the Buddha, have the potential to awaken from the causes and conditions of suffering. It's amazing. The second aspect of the Lotus Sutra is something called the Dharma body. And this is more along the lines of the fact that we are consciousness since beginningless time. So within my body, within my being, are my mom and dad who are no longer here on this earth. But they're here in me. And my grandparents are no longer on this earth, but they're here in me and my great-grandparents and my great-great-grandparents and so on and so on and so on. And same with each of us. So we have within our physical body this unseen world that keeps manifesting as you and me. We carry around a great deal of legacy, both good, bad, neutral. And it's been going on since beginningless time. And so it's this br much broader, more universal concept called the Dharma body. Thich Nhat Hanh has brought forward a third aspect to the Lotus Sutra, which is something he refers to as action. Thich Nhat Hanh was very famous for taking these teachings and putting them into a way of being socially engaged a way of looking at society as a whole and acting on behalf of society for its benefit, for its healing. So that is an invitation you and I all have. And what we're going to practice today very specifically is remembering that within each of our physical bodies and Dharma bodies, we are carrying a legacy of our parents, our grandparents, our great-grands, so on and so on. And we're going to pick a particular quality that they certainly experienced as human beings, that we experience as human beings, but some of what we experience might not actually be ours. It might belong to a long line of ancestry. And one of the things that we get to do by using the practices of the Dharma is we get to heal it. That's the action. 
We don't have to keep feeding it into the world. We can look at it and go, wow, I have this impeccable, precious opportunity to practice, to look at this quality, to understand its conditions, and to heal it for myself, for my ancestors, and for everyone I encounter in the future. Transformative. Amazing. So, here's how we're going to do it. I'd like you to keep an image close to your mind. And that image is of a very still body of water. Very still. Mirrored. And this body of water has no borders, which is rather unearthly. All bodies of water have boundaries, right? This one does not. Play with that. Wonder about that. And then find yourself, imagine yourself picking up a single pebble. And that pebble is a quality that we're going to explore today. And that quality is impatience. We all have it. We're all human. It's not about not having impatience. That's not what we're doing here today. What we're doing is we're understanding the causes and conditions of our impatience so that maybe we can build some borders around the ripples that happen when we toss that impatience into that still pond. Okay? So, since beginningless time, human beings, part of being human is to be impatient. And the ripples of that have existed for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, going way, 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 way back in your ancestry. You are carrying the ripples of that in your body, in your mind, in your spirit, in your heart. So it's this borderless, boundless, rippling effect the moment you toss impatience into this still pond. And without borders, without a way of shoring up this ripple effect, you're just going to continue passing on this legacy. But something in your karma has led you to this moment, has led you to listening to the Dharma, learning about the Buddha and the foundations of this practice, which is what we're going to examine. Buddhism is solid in two main ideas. The first is something you will hear as the four noble truths. And the four noble truths are there's suffering. But it's not just suffering. It's there's discomfort that we experience. When we're impatient, we're not particularly suffering. We can be impatient and just be pissy, you know, just be annoyed. Um, But we're not really suffering. We're uncomfortable. We're irritable. We're kind of shut down in the mind. The second noble truth 
is that there are reasons for this. There are causes and conditions that enact, that stir up and activate this impatience within us. Now here's the thing. Many of us stop the practice right there without even being aware. We feel uncomfortable. We recognize some conditions. By the way, most of the recognition is often caught up in blame. So we feel impatient and we have a tendency and a habit energy to blame someone else. Well, if this person wasn't such a jerk, I wouldn't have to be so impatient. We hardly ever look at, wow, what's going on for me? What is this all about? Would you look at all this impatience? Would you look at all these thoughts I'm harboring? Wow. Instead, we blame, we act on that impatience, we say unskillful things, we do unskillful things, we ripple out hurt and harm. We hurt people's feelings and we just perpetuate the negative aspects of impatience that we have been carrying around. Many of us don't like the feeling, so we also engage in negative habit energy to numb those feelings. We drink, we smoke, we eat. If you're, if you're like, ma- like me, you start having thoughts about cake. It's my favorite go-to comfort. I'm feeling annoyed. Where's the cake? I'm feeling annoyed. Where's social media? Oh, ooh, there's a good fight happening on social media. I'll get right in there with my antagonistic righteous mind and That'll do some good. (laughs) More ripples. More negativity. We're stuck on that second noble truth. Fortunately, we're here and we're learning that there's a third noble truth. And the Buddha taught us that, hey, (laughs) whoa, you know, there's a way to add some ease to all of this discomfort. There's a way to gain access to your impatience. And the fourth noble truth is that way. It is the cultivation of various qualities and elements of something called the Noble Eightfold Path. I like to call them thresholds. Because the minute we step over into each of these eight thresholds, something new happens. Something opens up for us. We step over the threshold into wise understanding and we get curious. We step over the threshold into wise intention and we come home to our bodhicitta, our good heart that says, hey, I don't want to be a jerk anymore. I don't want to act unskillfully. I want to I want to heal. I want to get better. We step over the threshold of wise action and we begin to look at our own behavior. And we begin to take ownership of, ooh, 
yeah, I didn't need to do that. That wasn't skillful. We step over the threshold and we begin to examine our wise speech and we remember the ways we say things, the tone we have, the words we choose, reflect our impatience and it hurts other people's feelings. Why are we doing that? We're doing that because we have a history of having had our feelings hurt. Our parents had their feelings hurt. Their grandparents had their feelings hurt. And so on and so on and so on. And we just keep doing it. We hurt our kids' feelings. We hurt our spouse's feelings. We hurt the feelings of our friends and loved ones. But we step over that threshold and we begin to pause and go, wait a minute, no. I don't want to do that anymore. And then we enter into the threshold of wise effort to change our patterns of behavior takes effort it takes wise mindfulness and slowly slowly our lives change and the goodness that we experience reinforces us to practice more and to engage more, to be more curious. And then we step into that threshold of wise concentration because we have to, we have to come into these thresholds over and over and over and over again. And all we're talking about today, friends, is being impatient. And look at all the other qualities that define us as human beings, the whole constellation that we can examine. Today we're just looking at impatience. Standing in the grocery line somebody's fumbling for their wallet. God, why are they taking so long? Or, God forbid, somebody's in the, in the grocery line and they're paying for their groceries, but they're chatting up the grocery clerk. It's so annoying. We start tapping our foot, we cross our, f- our arms, we start rolling our eyes, maybe scrolling on the phone. Little, little heat in the body starts happening because we're feeling a little annoyed. We're totally aware of what's happening here. But maybe we've forgotten that earlier in the day we got some bad news. Or maybe we've forgotten that we haven't eaten yet today and we're a little bit hangry. So we start looking at, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a person that's fumbling for their wallet and I'm about to lose my lid. What is really going on here? Let me pause. This is how we enact the third noble truth. We pause, slow the whole thing down. Let me take a deep breath. And let me remember that there are these 
eight thresholds. There are these eight elements. It doesn't even matter if I have them memorized or not. That's not relevant. I know that there are things that I can do to replenish and restore myself, put up some borders around the ripples that were about to explode and spread out to everybody in this grocery store line with my energy. And I've put some borders up by remembering, you know, just like me, people are impatient and unskillful. Just like me, people are hurtful and unfriendly. Unlike me, I'm going to breathe and pause and raise my eyebrows in curiosity. Would you look at this? I'm going to calm my body down. It might be true that this person chatting up the grocery store clerk doesn't need to be having this conversation. That might be true. You know, there's a whole line waiting. What else is true? Maybe they're having a conversation that is none of my business. They have a connection I know nothing about. They have a story that I know nothing about. Maybe I can create a space for them to have, I don't know, a minute or two to connect as human beings. And maybe I bring a little bit of patience to my whole being. And maybe that's what I boundlessly start to ripple out. Patience. We're all going to be okay. Breathing in. I experience impatience. Breathing out, I heal it with my patience. Breathing in, other people experience impatience. Breathing out, I remain patient. Breathing in, we all carry a legacy of impatience in this human body and in this Dharma body. Breathing out, in this moment, I'm adding healing to that legacy with my patience.
Friends, you have heard me say many, many times that when you heal yourself and you transform yourself, you bring healing and transformation into the world. It is not an exaggeration. It is an absolute truth. And your spirit and creativity to practice, your willingness to be here, your strength and your courage, already so many healing ripples into the world of impatience. Breathing in. May you hold the stories of all your experiences with reverence and awe. Breathing out. May you remember that you embody reverence and awe. Yeah, so let's go ahead and end our practice today with a dedication of merit. And uh, Stephen just put in in the chat that he makes a donation monthly. That's wonderful. Um, People have talked to me about memberships and all of that stuff. I'm very hesitant to do any of that. I don't like the monthly membership thing. I find it personally predatory. Um, and you know, so I just leave it up to you, however you can, um, share your generosity. We are grateful. I'd like to share a little reading from this book today called Moments of Mindfulness by Thich Nhat Hanh. It's a very sweet, sweet, sweet book. And what I do usually is I'm just like, and then I pick one. That's what we did just now. So how about we put the body into a noble posture for just a moment. So sit nice and tall, soft belly, strong back. Kind of lift the heart maybe a little bit. And just know that by dedicating this time today to coming into community, to creating a a spirit of belonging to acknowledging habit energy, to being open, to engaging these practices. This is all healing and all transformation. And may that ripple out into the world today and meet people who are in jail. Anybody today who is in active addiction on the street when it's snowing, in the homeless shelters, people who are in the emergency rooms and hospitals, your warm presence 
ripples out there and brings warmth to one another. Through mindfulness, Thich Nhat Hanh writes, you will find that you have even more reasons to be happy than you thought. Through mindfulness, you will find that you have even more reasons to be happy than you thought. Have a wonderful day, friends. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Namaste.